you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, guys, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the ENM Pod. You know me, I'm Krista Harden, and I'm so excited to get to walk with you through whatever stresses you have today. We are talking on Monday, September 11th. I'm taking a moment here with you to pause and reflect on 9-11 in my country here, USA. Many of you live here, too. Let's take a moment to think about that world tragedy, really, and uh, just reflect for a second. Okay, well... I hope we actually take a little more time than that to reflect, but even here together to take a breath, take a pause, remember where you were. And also if you're pouring into the next gen, taking a moment to talk to them about it too. That's what we're all about here on today's pod is really making sure we pour into the next generation well. I am so delighted and excited we get to talk to Dr. Morgan Cutlip. She is one of my dear friends. She is a psychologist. She is a book author and actually author of a two book deal. We are so grateful to have her book. I have it right here in my hands. If you're watching on YouTube, love your kids without losing yourself. Dr. Cutlip has been on our pod before. She references the glow guides in her book. Actually, guys, she's been on good morning America. She has been in so many magazines. She's a prolific nine. And today we get to hear from her on such an important topic of how do you pour into the next gen without losing yourself? So we're talking today about the guilt and the overwhelmingness of parents but giving you some hacks and some deep dives for that too. So whatever generation you are, yes, we know parenting goes on and on and on. So even if you have a lot older kids, this episode is for you because we can actually ascertain, and I saw this stat in Dr. Morgan's book, I won't give everything away, but um, 95% of people deal with that supposed mom guilt. And of course, we know dads are in there too. So she's going to help us to get regulated. She's going to help us to talk through the ways our kids can get regulated. And Wes and I actually got to use one of the hacks on our way to church today because our daughter, our nine, was dysregulated from a lot going on in her life. And she just had a hard start to her day. And she's like, I wish I had time for coffee, but I don't. And we were talking about Dr. Morgan's book and I was explaining to Wes how she encourages us to go deep with our kids and to really get to know them on such a deep level. And it was so perfectly timed because I said, Wes, you turned right instead of left for church. And I was so sweet. I was like, oh, just a wrong turn. No piggy. Like (laughs) knowing we're probably going to be late. And he's like, actually, I wanted to go get Melody that coffee and her countenance changed so much. So this is just one small practical nuance tip 
from Dr. Morgan as she shares that I just want to let you know it was so life-giving to our family today already. And I've enjoyed other tips from her book too. So, so many for the taking. Let's just talk to her though. Let's just get cozy together as we discover what we can do for parenting the best ways possible without losing ourselves. And then I want to let you know her book is in the show notes and you can make sure you get it on pre-order for just a little tiny bit longer. She has awesome pre-order bonuses and I've got mine there too. So you can get them together. I just love her work so much. And you know, I focus more on marriage, but we all know parenting is a huge part of marriage. So excited for you to talk with my dear friend here. Let's meet her. Dr. Morgan, we are so happy to have you back on the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. Oh my gosh. We are so thrilled and excited for you stepping out bigger, broader into the world in your (laughs) nine space. Everyone here is cheering for you. Congratulations on your new book. Tell us about yourself and what you've been up to lately for those who are new to hearing you or who those who just want that catch up. Thank you. Okay. What if, well, <laughs> where do I begin? So um, for those who don't know me, uh, my name's Dr. Morgan Cutlip and I have my doctorate in psychology, but I've been in the field of relationships for over 15 years now mm-hmm. and um, used to work alongside my dad for about 12 years or so. And um, he's in the same field and he was like writing courses before it was the cool thing to do. And I so know. I grew up um just alongside him in the, in that world of taking psychological concepts, research and theory and translating them into practical tools. And so that's where I, that's my specialty. Um, long, long time ago, probably when I was in college, I was in the car with my dad and I was like, someday I want to help women. Mm. I don't know how, that's what I want to do. Fast forward to our daughter being born, Effie. Um, I don't know what she is yet on the Enneagram, but uh, I think it would be helpful to me to know. But um, she just, I I don't even know if she was a difficult baby or not, but she felt difficult to me. And um, I just was really caught off guard by how hard motherhood felt for me, how overwhelmed I was, how much frustration and resentment I developed toward my husband rather rather quickly uh and I knew I knew then I knew then I was like someday I'm going to come out of this you know this fog and I want to help moms navigate this better and so that's what I do now and that's that's what I've been up to is helping moms um because I am one so I have two kids Effie who's 10 Roy who's seven Mm -hmm. um they're family names and they're not short for anything that's everyone always asks me and (laughs) so cute um, been married for 15 years this month to my high school sweetheart, whose name is Chad. He's Aww. a three. Aww. And um, we were not together that entire time. We we broke up for a very long time, but reconnected. And so I'm trying to give you all the all the highlights. And we live in California, <laughs> but I'm from Ohio. And what I've been up to is, is writing my book and now, now trying to do my best mm-hmm. to market and advertise and yeah. talk about it as much as possible because it's just oh. a message so close to my heart. Mm, yes. And you just came on our pod at the perfect timing again, because uh, last time you were talking about your glow pairing and your three nine, and uh, we're already getting some updates about that. You guys are in the throes of parenting with kids in these middle grade years, and you are writing a book and getting a bit more traction to do that as you've been figuring things out. Now I'm super curious as to what you're figuring out so you can help us. Um, but I also love just hearing that as we talk this whole month about seasons of life and marriage and parenting, that you are right here 
here with us and helping us along. You have such a big following. You've talked about this on Good Morning America. I have your book right here. I'm so excited for those watching on YouTube. It is a gorgeous cover. You have to come Thank watch you. this or go to her page. This is phenomenal. Did you um, envision this kind of beautiful pink and orange uh, cover? I actually designed my cover. You did? Yeah, I did. We were, it was like, I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but it was, we just could not figure out like the right look and everything that came across my email was like, this doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. And, um, it was kind of like down to the wire where it was going to delay publication date. And I had been looking at, um, books from the seventies. And I really like their colors. I was looking up color yeah. schemes from the mm. 70s, and that's where the pink and orange came from. And then there's a book called, I don't remember, it's like Self, Other, and I or something like that. Mm. And I was like, oh, Venn diagrams would be perfect. But I'm seeing more books come out with Venn diagrams lately, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I guess there was like a movement for Venn diagrams. Yes, and I yeah, I'm really happy with it. I think it's just only going to keep going because so too. you're really learning. Um, I guess, you know, like you're ahead of the game. I think three sixes and nines often set the tone for us culturally. And mm -hmm. I think that you're moving in that space to realize like you and your kids are, you know, you want to have your own identities, but there has to be. And I know well, I'm going to be asking you about this on this very pod, but like there's a sense of connection. And when you see yeah. uh, her cover, you're going to see that that's represented beautifully, that we have our mm -hmm. own entities, but that we also are truly shaping one another, aren't we? Yes. Oh, I love that you said that and that you're noticing that. Yeah. I have a whole section in my book about how, um, the mother-child relationship is mutually beneficial because mm -hmm. I think that there is this um, belief sometimes, not everywhere, but there's this belief, especially I can see it on social a lot, that motherhood takes more than it gives. Mm -hmm. And we're sort of missing this piece where, you know, that's not actually true. That's not true when we look at even scientific research about what mm -hmm. pregnancy does in, in like fetal cells that are left over in our body, what it does to our body and how it helps, how it helps, you know, heal from disease and repair and things like that. But psychologically is where my my expertise is and yeah. you know having children requires us to if we're doing our jobs as parents you know requires us to reflect on ourselves mm. see areas that need growth and to change and to grow and to develop to become better than we would be on our own and as we become better our children become better and as they need us to become better we step up and it's this beautiful yeah. give and take where um we're really helping each other develop and grow and I say motherhood is expansive. I know our world constricts mm. for a little bit after we become moms. We have this like Me loss too. of freedom. Holy moly, the loss of freedom is intense. Yeah. But yeah. eventually motherhood is really meant to be expansive. And I think it's a it's an important perspective uh, mm. that we lose sometimes. Yeah. That's a really good reminder for everybody who's going. This has been a long, hard summer. <laughs> I'm ready for these kids. I'm glad they're back in school. But like, also when you reflect back, you're like, I miss it a little bit. I, I'm totally. thinking back on all those lazy days when we were bored together or frustrated together, even just the word together. And so you're reminding us of the oxytocin and the wonderful bonding. And even just like you said, uh, what we get from parenting is the greatest gift. I know many of us feel like that's been the best title um, yeah. we could ever have. And so those who want to be parents, those who are parents, you're teaching us. I love how your book is titled Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself because we love to uh, nurture here, of course, relationships, but also knowing that foundational is making sure you're uh, taking care of you. So tell us how the book was born. You already gave us a little bit of that idea at the intro, but can you tell us a little bit more about like what made you feel like this was the right timing for this book in your life? <laughs> 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad you called out the title too, because it was really important that um, the title capture what I think is like the deepest desire of parents and specifically moms, which is that we really want to be good moms. Mm. Also, we want to feel good in motherhood. And I think we feel like they're like two separate things. You can't have both. And so um, I wanted the, the title to really capture that there's mm-hmm. there's a way to, to have both. So, um, okay, the timing. The timing yeah. is um, basically I've been piddling away at this book for probably, I don't even know now. I can't do the math, six, seven years. Oh. I would like go to the library sometimes on the weekend and work on um, my outline and mm-hmm. my chapter titles and just kind of putting it together. And a few a few years ago, book writing is a long process, by the way, but a few years ago, yes, right? I know you know. Um, yeah. I just like sat down with my husband and I was like, I just want to write my book. Like this is the thing mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do. Um, this was like, you know, I don't think I started a social media account with really any goal in mind, but if I had to name one, it would be I want to write a book. And um, I was like, I just don't mm-hmm. think there's ever going to be a good time. And so I'm going to do it now. And um, he's like, let's do it. And so we talked about, you know, what that will look like, um, kind of like vaguely, because I didn't even know if I could make this happen. And so I took my really terrible outline. It was not very good or polished. And I submitted it to some agents Mm -hmm. and set up meetings. And within, I think, a week, I had secured an agent and was working on my proposal. And then several months later, submitting to publishers. And like, it just... I just, you know, I, I say in the book um, at one point, and I say this a lot on social, like sometimes we have to um, act before we feel. Mm. I didn't feel ready, but I, I it's like it, I, if I was waiting to feel ready, it would never happen. Yeah. And so I wow. just acted Huge. and the feelings followed. And mm. um, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I did. Me. Now it's done. <laughs> oh, that must feel so amazing. Yeah. But you get to pause and just celebrate that and share with us for those out there who also have a big project that if they just go ahead and take some steps and then rest and then take a few more steps, they can do this. And I noticed that theme in your book as well. What do you feel like is something that was really a passion for you when you were speaking to your reader, to that avatar who you knew loves your so maybe they don't even know your social media, but that's needs help with parenting what's something you hope that they get from this book and that you truly created it for oh that's I've not been asked that question before I think it's like lots of things I think one thing is I want them to feel really um like understood I think I want them to feel I think there's power in um consuming content reading a book watching a, a reel or a movie and you're like oh I get like, that's what it's like for me. And um, I remember talking with my agent as we were putting together the proposal and she's like, what do you want the tone of your book to be? And I said, I want it to be like where, you know, you're having coffee with a friend who's credentialed. Like, so it's like a nice mix of the two and um, (laughs) early feedback uh, so far has been like, wow, I feel really seen. And so I feel like that's, that's a win because that's something I was really hoping um, moms would experience when they read my book. I think another thing is um, I want them to feel like they leave the book with tangible tools. Mm -hmm. I have read a lot of beautiful, really well-written, wonderful books in the motherhood sphere, and I have left a lot of them feeling kind of frustrated Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of – and almost like – pumped up, but with nowhere to put my energy, you know, where it's like, I'm like, okay, 
so society is messed up for moms or, you know, there's no support for us or the structures need to change. And I'm like, okay, but how do I feel better now? You know, I can't change if I can't change society in this moment or I can't change the, you know, the patriarchy or whatever. It might yeah. be. You know, right. if I can't do that right now. Like, what am I supposed to do? And yeah. so I wanted a book where moms read it and they and they feel seen and understood, but they don't necessarily feel riled up to the point where they're helpless or hopeless, but rather they're empowered to leave yeah. the book feeling like I know what I can do in this moment mm. to make changes that will help me feel better. And I'm a believer that, you know, when we make there, you know, there's two ways to in, incite change in mm-hmm. the world, um, top down and bottom up. And um, when we make changes at home and in how we relate to our family and our children and our partners, that inevitably that will lead to more systemic change. So I think mm-hmm. it works. It works that way, too. I do too. And I think that that's neat that you're reminding everyone listening, like when you make these changes for yourself and uh, that we are going to just it'll trickle into our families and that will trickle into all of the places that we serve. And you're a great example of that because you're somebody who works hard and you notice things that aren't right in the system as a nine, as a justice type. You also have a very thoughtful character. Your book is, as soon as I picked it up, I'm like, oh, it's all about without losing yourself. Like that's beautiful because we're helping people not to have guilt, beating burnout and allowing them to uh, walk in their own giftings too. So thank you for giving um, moms that voice. Well, actually what you're saying is reminding me a little bit of, um, or a lot actually of my chapter on commitment. Mm. So um, there's five steps that I walk moms through. And the takeaway really of the book is um, teaching moms how to mother themselves like they mother their kids. So the idea is, you know, moms are the master managers of all the people and all the things, but we don't turn these same skill sets toward ourselves very much. And so the idea is, is that we get really good at managing our relationship with ourselves. So what we do for our children, we also do for us. Um, the short version is to go mom yourself. I love that phrase in your book. Yes. (laughs) It's like the call to action. And, um, it's reminding you to like regularly do this sort of self check-in so you can tune into you and see what you need. But one of the, the, so the core of the book in the midsection um, walks through these five steps and one of them is commit wisely. Mm. And what you're saying is reminding me of that. And part of that section, not the whole thing, but part of it is about prioritizing. Mm. And, you know, the takeaway is we have to learn from that section is we have to learn how to prioritize our lives um, in a way that we can feel at peace with because Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't, you know, there's no prescription. You can't be prescriptive in a book and telling somebody how to prioritize because I don't know people's circumstances or life or values or what brings you meaning and fulfillment and all of these things. And I think it's important for moms to know whether you are a stay-at-home mom and that's where you put all your priority and you, and that's how you do things that that's absolutely okay. It's about what feels good to you, what feels at peace to you, what's aligned for you with what you value and what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you are like, I'm not my best self when I am all about everyone and everything else. I have to have some priority in there for um, something that brings me a lot of meaning. That's part of my story. Like this work fulfills me. Um, It's like it it would feel, uh, I would feel some resentment if I didn't have an opportunity to Mm -hmm. to do what I do. And so we have Mm -hmm. to get in touch with these things. And the, you know, the different chapters walk you through, like, how do you get to know yourself? We go, we change a lot after becoming a mom. and, And sometimes, yeah, we feel misaligned. And so, you know, being Mm. in the know with yourself helps you recognize your priorities and um, how we can arrange them. And I, and I give tangible tools for how to do that in a way that feels good to Mm. us and you can move with. 
I love that. And it really just, it's encouraging because it's a parenting book that also includes the parent. And I feel like this about marriage too, that there's not many marriage books that include how to take care of yourself. And I think that that's huge that you included this um, because I just, my friend and I were talking about um, homeschooling and she's actually a nine and we both homeschool. You don't hear me talk about that a lot on this podcast, but that's because I need other things. And um, she goes, I just can't on the homeschooling anymore. And she's got six kids and she's like three are done. I'm on my second generation, the next three. And she's like, I can't. And we were both like, we're not talking about that. We don't talk about that. And so I think that that's like so refreshing for me to be able to hear you say like, I am giving active tips for parenting, but like, I'm also aware that you're going to be nuanced and you need to be uplifted, recharged, figure out who you are so that you can model that. Cause kids are only being kids for a little while. And then they need to know like, what's it like for the next, apparently, you know, if they're blessed to have 60 years or so, a lot of people are yes. getting that these days. So, um, it's really cool that you're attending and attuning to your audience here as adults, like you matter too. Yeah. I mean, that's like really the, the, Focus it. So every chapter um, in this five steps first applies the step toward your relationship with your kids. Because I think that as moms, especially, it's like we identify with that most easily. Yeah. So it's like we're going to give a concept <laughs> to the kids and we're like, oh, yeah, we got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's applied toward yourself because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, you'll pick up some parenting advice throughout the book. But like it's really mm-hmm. a book about the parent. Mm-hmm. It's really a book for moms. It's really a book oh. about, you know, you already are are likely, especially if you buy this book, you're probably already mom who's doing a really good job but how are you doing and I think one of that was a good yeah yeah like how are you and I think something that is like lost among the cliches like you know put your oxygen mask on first or you can't pour from an empty cup something that's lost from those because I think we're sort of tired of that need to really recognize is that we a lot of times will give all of ourselves for the sake of our relationships. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm I'm self-sacrificing for the preservation of my, you know, my children's relationship or with my relationship with my partner. I'm giving everything to them. And in the process of giving everything to them, when we backburner ourselves for so long, we mm-hmm. ultimately end up burnt out, bitter, resentful, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, stressed out, highly anxious. So we show up to the relationships that matter most to us as like a pretty terrible version of ourselves. And so we're sacrificing for the relationships and just end up showing up not so great in the relationships. And so we have to kind of like recognize that this exists to help battle that worry that we're being selfish or things like that. And it's like, it's, it's backfiring. If you want to be the best parent, the best partner, um, you have, you do have to make sure you're considered when you arrange your (laughs) priorities, uh, of life. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I needed to hear that today because I had um, so many things this morning. And then I had two teenagers with different moods. And I was like, okay, first teenager's mood was hard, but I'm breathing through it. I'm We're working out together. We're at Pure Bar. We're doing all of our things. And then I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then now taking the next teenager to her camp and then she got in the car and was a mood. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was just like, no, you're not. I'm done. I am overstimulated. I'm like doing my best here to not get dysregulated. And I wanted to cry and I'm not a crier, but I was like, I want to cry right now because I'm working so hard for all of you. Now I said it to my child. She absorbed it very quickly. This was my nine precious girls. 
And she's just like, okay, mom. And she's like, we're both a little dysregulated, but you know what? We're going to make it. And I'm like, we are. But like, I was human in that moment. And there's yes. a bit of a guilt that comes there because you're like, I shouldn't be human. I shouldn't have had any human feelings. I should have just been able to buck it up. But it's like, if you're in these environments all day with kids, there's a sense of like, I am human and I do have to matter. Or like you heard me say, I'm going to start to spill over. So yes. I felt like that was so cool in your book too. Like I haven't gotten to fully delve in because it's brand new right now. But yeah. what I've already seen and I love is that you do share personal stories. I remember the one about you doing dishes with your husband and you're like, I need to be able to put the dishes down so I don't just feel like I'm 24 seven doing all these chores. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think that I'm glad that came through. I, I wanted a, like a real humanness quality to the book. I share a lot of yeah, um, hard moments that. of my own mothering experience, but I think, you know, what you're saying is so relatable. I, um, the other day, actually, so this is an example, and this is like a very basic one. The book goes more like in depth and more creative ways of, of mothering yourself, like you mother your kids. But the other day, um, the kids are just like kind of antsy yeah, and been kind of at each other's throats a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I need to tune into what they need, right? Because this is what we do as women, yeah. especially yeah. and moms, is like we're really good at intuiting yeah. other people's needs. Yeah. So what did my kids need? My kids needed to get outside. Mm-hmm. My kids needed to hang out with some friends. They needed to not be just each other's entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I planned a beach day with some friends the next day and I like got everything situated. And then I knew if we were doing that, we'd be there all day. I would spend most of the morning making food, packing snacks, getting the beach stuff ready. And so usually in like past life for me as a mom, that's what I would do. I would just roll right into that day, get up. My whole morning would be all about getting ready to go and all of these things. And then by the end of the day, I'd be so worn down and tired because going to the beach is a whole lot of work with Mm -hmm. kids that I would eventually hit a point of dysregulation. It would just be inevitable. Yeah. And um, instead, I took a moment and thought, okay, if I'm going to devote a whole day to meeting my kids' needs, what do I need first to sort of give me some buffer or yeah. some, some padding? And that day it happened to be like, I need to lift some weights or something. I needed to do heavy lifting mm-hmm. um, to feel more equipped to handle the day. And I was able to show up a much calmer, Aww. better version of me because I did exactly for myself what I had done for them. I tuned mm-hmm. in. What do I need? How can I make that need happen? Wow. Oh, that is delicious. This is music (laughs) to my ears. And I think everybody here now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm ready for this book because I I think we're, and I think this is going to be a book for us to get and re-get off of our shelves because as we're talking all month long, like seasons come and go and change. And I think I had the last season down. And now that I have two in full mood, you know, not just the one, I was just learning how to handle one teenager with a mood. And now the second one is getting one. And then the third one is almost there. So I'm like, I need your book to help me to get regulated. And I also noticed how you have mantras and spaces Mm -hmm. where we cannot sabotage yourself. And I do really appreciate that there's practical steps because I love the deep dives, but I'm also Gen X and I need my practical hacks. So thank you for both of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you know what? You're touching on the very, so my first chapter, or it's like the intro, but I titled it to trick people to read it because you have to read the first part. You know, I feel like I I always skip intros. So I was like cautious (laughs) about that. that. But um, it's called Balance is Baloney, and I feel like that's what you're speaking to, and which is this idea that um, 
you know, that there aren't seasons for some reason, like we'll say things like that. There's just a season, which means implies that it changes and it comes and goes. But a lot of times we're really trying to seek balance in our life. You know, how do I turn the right dials? How do I finally reach that resting state that's balanced in my relationships, in my life, in my work life balance, all these different areas. We're always sort of after this idea of balance. And so I start the book by saying, that's a myth. Don't try to reach balance anymore because it's not obtainable because you can reach a cruising altitude at some point, you'll get there, but then there's going to be some turbulence that comes along the way and you're going to be thrown off your path. And when we think we can achieve balance Mm -hmm. and then we fall out of balance, we feel like we're doing something wrong or we're just taking on a whole lot of like stuff to try to get to balance. And I'm like, take it off your plate. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad when you fall short of reaching balance because it's actually not possible. And instead we need to embrace this idea of balancing, of getting in this practice, of tuning those dials and checking in. And just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I figured out last season, but I don't know what's going on in this season. It's like, that's normal. That's just kind of how it goes. And when we can anticipate it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't hit so hard. You're inviting us into uh, a little bit less um, of that critical parent on us, right? If we had any of us listening, had a critical parent, which I know I did, even Mm -hmm. though well-meaning and loving, it's like that part of you is in there. You know, your parents talk to you is sometimes your inner dialogue. And so Mm -hmm. there's this part of us that's like shaming ourselves. Like you should have had this, you should have seen it coming. And instead you're inviting us into no life is messy when it comes. And you have to look at the puzzle pieces strewn around a bit now, like, Uh, here are some ways that you can step back in with care. And so that's why I'm just eager to jump in with you. Thank you for taking on this brave journey because I know it's going to be a book you probably keep getting out at each season (laughs) and that we all do that. (laughs) I hope so. It's designed that way. It's like read it once, but keep coming back to it if you need it. Yeah, I do need it. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, tell our listeners and me how we can get a hold of everything that you're doing so we can make sure we're up to date. So uh, my book is available for pre-order now. It comes out September 19th. Um, But when you pre-order, and as you well know, people will be hearing from you soon, um, you get special gifts. And so one that I'm excited about is that I actually recorded, um, I do the audio in my book, but I recorded pre- early earlier the intro and first two chapters so that you can start listening immediately so you'll get those right away when you pre-order you can at least start start on the book as you're waiting for it to come out um and you can buy it anywhere you buy books amazon barnes and noble target um and through my website also because that's where you'll get your free gifts doctor so it's dr morgancutlip.com backslash book um and then my instagram is the same handle which is dr morgancutlip Awesome. Thank you. We are so grateful, so excited for you on this journey of sharing your voice and helping us all to find that peace and to be seen even as we're parenting and trying to love others. You're like, you guys are important too. So thank you for telling us that we needed to hear that. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So glad you got to meet with Dr. Morgan and I don't forget her book. I have it right here. Love your kids without losing yourself. Make sure you grab it, grab her bonuses, grab the E&M bonuses. We are here for it all with you guys. I am so grateful we got to learn and hopefully you can just take a nice deep breath and feel a little less guilty. If you're anything like me, you're running off to see Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, hopefully with some laughs in the middle of your very busy week. You need those rewards. You can keep going strong. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, 
and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.